Welcome to the City Place Church Podcast. My name is Josiah Williams, and here is my challenge for you. As you're listening to the message, I challenge you to remove as many distractions as possible, to write out a few notes and things that stand out to you, and afterwards, share what you've learned on one of your social media outlets. We level up by giving a level 10. Thanks again, and enjoy the message. Hey everybody, welcome to City Place Church. My name is Damon and I just wanna welcome you to the City Place family. So many things are happening here in the life of our church. And I want to one, just tell you that you wanna be involved in a city group. City groups is where we do life together. We believe that God hadn't designed us to do life alone. And so jump into a group. I'm telling you, you don't want to miss it. You can jump in still. We've got men's groups starting this week. We've got student groups happening young adults group, there's a place for you. I also want to let you know that we have a five-year celebration coming up this upcoming Sunday. City Place Church is turning five years old and there's so much to celebrate and we are so excited to have you on the journey. So mark your calendar next Sunday. I want to personally invite you to our in-person service. We'll We'll have service online, but I want to, we're going to be partying in person. And so I want to invite you next Sunday, 10 a.m., at our Vista Lakes campus. Several other things that I want you to do. Take out your phone right now, take out your phone right now. On our Church Center app, on our Church Center app, City Place Church, you look for City Place Church, you can find everything that you'll need for today's service. Metsus notes, you'll find uh, a way to worship the Lord with our giving, as well as you'll be able to register and sign up for those groups. There's also information on our serve project that we have going on, our 100 blessing bags that we want to fill uh, during the month of March and how you can be a part of that. Are you with me? Are you excited? If this is your first time, welcome to the family. We have a saying here where we lean in level 10. That means we remove the distractions, we engage in today's service, and we take notes. And you can find today's notes at cityplacechurch.com. Father, we thank you for your presence. God, we thank you for the real thing. God, we give you this service. I thank you that as I declare your word, I declare, Father, just you would move in our hearts. You will move in our spirit. And above all else, God, we're going to leave here allowing you to do the work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Are you ready, City Place? Come on. Are you ready, City Place? Right where you are, make some noise. I pray that you leaned in level 10. Y'all know what level 10 is. We remove the distractions. We engage in today's service. And we take notes and you can find today's notes at cityplacechurch.com backslash notes. Now, y'all know anytime I bring out the stool, I'm not going to stay seated very long. But today I just want to just kind of continue in on our thought on letting God work. And I believe that God wants to prepare our hearts for what he's already doing for what he's already doing. So if you have your Bibles, you're going to you're going to need your Bibles today because I'm going to jump in and out of Scripture. I just believe that the Lord wants me to deposit this in you as we are continuing. I'm, y'all, I'm about to get up already. I'm, I'm getting up already. I can't stay seated. But God wants to deposit something in you because I want to declare to you that God's already working. God's already working. And I want to make sure that we realize that as he's working, you and I have to continue. Remember, like we said last week, we want to continue 
the pursuit of his presence. And so I wrote a couple of things down and I'm just going to jump right in. I wrote that uh, you and I are going to come to a place to where in this year we're going to celebrate what God has done, but we want to celebrate what God has done all along the way. I was thinking this week, preparing this week, and I realized that as God is working, God is working in a few different areas. Let me, let me, let me give it to you. Go ahead and take out your notes. You'll find them right there on your notes. You'll, you'll see some blanks. But I, I realized that the first thing that God is doing is that God is working for you. God is working for me and God is working for you. Like so we've been talking over the last few weeks in our series, Let Him Work. We said in, in Isaiah chapter 43, verse one, God was, was speaking to the prophet Isaiah and he said this. He says, now let them know that I am the one who created them. I formed them. I ransomed them and I call them by name and they are mine. And we said that before God does anything, he reminds us of what he's already done. And we've been saying, God, continue to do the work during football week. We talked about trusting the process. Last week, we talked about our response, having the right response. This week, I felt like we needed to focus in on letting God work in you. Like letting God work in you. Like we can want God to do things around us, but really the whole priority of what God is doing, he wants to do it in you. And so I realized that when God is working, God will work for you. Everybody say for you. Go ahead and write that out. God will work for you. Here's what the Bible says. The Bible says in Nehemiah chapter four, verse 20, it says, wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us there. Our God will fight for us. Everybody say for you. Say for me. In the book of Nehemiah, the Bible says that the, the walls have been torn down. Nehemiah feels, uh, feels the burden to, to, to rebuild the, the walls of his beloved city. And there's this attack that's coming from uh, Sanballat and Tobiah and, and Geshem. And, and he tells the people, he says, now listen, you go ahead and you stay focused on what needs to be done because God will fight for you. So when God is working, God will work for you. Let's find another verse. It says this in 1 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 17. It says, you will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord is with you. In this story, Jehoshaphat is, is, is praying. There's an enemy coming against them and the prophet speaks to them and he says this he says listen you don't have to fight at all all you do is show up because the Lord is fighting for you you don't need to fear you don't need to be dismayed because the Lord is with you so as God is working already in 2021 as he has declared that this is the year that God will do it for City Place Church I want you to know that God is already working for you everybody say for me God is already working for you there are battles that he has already stepped in on that you have no clue that he's already taken care of can somebody say amen there are things that God is doing there are things that God is dealing with that you and I don't even know of, but he's deserving of praise. Come on, somebody. Can we give Jesus a five second praise break because of what he's already done? Watch now. 
for you. So as God is working and we're letting him work, he will work for you. I realize that not only will God work for you and for me, but God will also work with me. So God will work for you and God will work with you. Listen to what the Bible says in Exodus 33. One of my favorite people in all of scripture, his name is Moses. And if you know about Moses, Moses has led, uh, many theologians believe, upward to a million people, a million people out of bondage. Talk about a growing church, right? He, he leads a million people out of bondage and he's having this, 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 this kind of this up and down roller coaster with it. There is, there is conquering and then there is complaint. There is miracle signs and wonders and then there's complaint. And then he gets to this place in Exodus 33 where he's having this real straightforward conversation. And when you read it, it says that he goes up into the presence of God and he's having this encounter with God. And the Bible says something like this. It says that Moses was so close to God that he went into God's presence face to face as a friend does to a friend. So God viewed Moses as a friend. Now remember, God will go, he works for you, but God will also work with you. And here's what Moses says in a straightforward, no hose barred conversation with his God and his dad, okay? He says this in verse 12. He says, then Moses said to the Lord, see, you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, Moses, I know you by name. You have found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray if I have found grace in your sight, God, show me now your way that I may know you and I may find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. And he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Moses says, listen, the purpose that's on the inside of me, you've already told me that you know me by name and I have favor with you. Pause. Remember, Isaiah said, I have called you by name. You are mine. Moses says, you've told me that I'm special to you. You've told me that I that that I'm loved by you. But I still have some answers or some questions that need to be answered. And he says, I don't know which way I should go in this moment of time. And he says, now, please tell me. Because if you don't tell me you're not going with me, I'm not going anywhere. And this is what it says. The father says, Moses, my presence will go with you. My presence will go with you and you found favor in my sight. Can I tell you that as God is doing it in 2021, we don't just want the clarity of the assignment. We don't just want God to do something for us. We want his presence to go with us. So when God is doing the work, I want him with me, right? I don't want to just be out here all by myself. No, I want him working with me me. So as I'm going into my workplace, I want him with me. If I go into the doctor's office, I want him working with me. If I'm working on my business, I want him with me. As we're growing as a church, I want him with me. As we're giving and worshiping with our tithe and offering, I want him with me. So God will work for me, but God will also work with me. Can we just have a moment and say, God, God, let your presence, come on, say that, Father, let your presence 
be with me. Moses was bold enough and said, if your presence doesn't go, this whole thing doesn't succeed. See, if God's presence doesn't work with you, you're working alone. Can somebody say amen? So God will work for you, but God will also work with you. Remember, our series has been entitled Let Him Work. The reason why we need to let him work is because he declared he will do it in 2021. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 19 says this, they will fight against you, but they will not prevail against you, for I am with you, says the Lord, to deliver you. In 2021, the enemy will try to throw some blows, but God says, now listen, I am working for you, but I'm also working with you and any attack in 2021 that the enemy would try to throw won't prevail because you are allowing me, watch now, to work. Can somebody say, let him work? See, when we let him work, we have to know how he works. God will work for me and God will work with me. Remember, our focus of this week is let God work in you. I also realize that not only will God work for you, and God work with you, but God will work through you. Oh man, listen, as a pastor, oh, I love the opportunity to be able to declare God's word. Honestly, I, I, as I was praying and just seeking the Lord, I was having my own moment with the Lord and I felt like this burden for you this week. Seriously, I felt this burden for you. And I just started praying. I was like, God, I pray that as I speak your word, let there be real life change. That's where that prayer part, that prayer time came in with your cards. It was like set an atmosphere for what I want to say, Damon. So I'm praying, God, let the words that sound like they're coming from Damon, by the time it comes out of Damon's mouth, let everyone feel like, oh my goodness, I felt like he was talking to me. I felt like he was talking to me. You read my mail. How did you know that I was going? No, no, no. I'm saying, God, can you please work through me? Can you please work through me? See, there's this, there's, there's this motion. God will work for you. God will work with you. But man, God wants to work through you. He doesn't want to, to work for you and work with you. And then when he's ready to work through you, you're clogged. No, no, no. God is working for you. God is working with you so that he can work through you. Here's what the Bible says in 2 second, in second Timothy. Are y'all with me? I'm fired up. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 3 says this. I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience. This is Paul talking and he's talking to Timothy. He says, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers night and day. So Paul says, I'm praying for you. My focus is you. Verse four, greatly desiring to see you being mindful of your tears that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which has dwelt in your grandmother Lois, your mother Eunice, I am persuaded it's in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given you or us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. Paul says, listen, God has positioned me in your life, Timothy, to remind you 
what your grandmother Lois was praying for, what your mama Eunice was praying for. There is something on the inside of you that God is already doing and you may not have remembered it. And Paul says, God has used me in this moment of time to lay my hands on you, to stir up the gift of God that has already been in you from generations in the past. Can I tell you that there have been people that have prayed for you people that have fasted for you before you ever came on the scene. The reason why I love, I love the fact that God has called our church to be a diverse church, a multi-ethnic church, is because there were men and women over the course of history that fought for diversity of worship so that when, 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 when races came into the house of God, they, they, that they didn't have to feel like it was this color or that color. They felt like there was an opportunity to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords together. And so there were people who were praying long before City Place ever came on the scene, Lord, build a diverse church that's hungry for you, that preaches the word of God, that's open handed that wants to, to be a funnel for the presence and the glory of God. We're not the only church, but we are a church that said, God, use us. Flow through us. And Paul says to Timothy, he says, listen, the gift of God that's already been on the inside of you, I'm praying that God will use me to fan the flame. So this morning, I'm praying that God will use me and God will use City Place Church. Pause really fast. Can you like this message on Facebook, YouTube, subscribe. And can you share? I feel like all year long, your friends and your family, strangers will need to hear what God is doing in City Place. They need to belong to a family. Come on, somebody. And if you hopped on here, welcome to City Place. Paul says, I am stirring up the flame through the laying on of my hands. He says, what God has done in me I'm going to allow it to flow through me to you. And then he says, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Let me pray for you right here in the middle of this service. Come on, everybody lift up your hands. Open them wide. Open them wide. Father, I pray right now that in the middle of this service, I pray that if the spirit of fear was being was was rising in 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 in, in, in people's homes, if they were worried about uh, uh, finances, health, family, uh, career, uh, whatever it may be, whatever the enemy may have tried to throw, God, I just declare right now that you haven't given us a spirit of fear. God, I just pray power. I pray your love and I pray a sound mind. And I begin to stir up the gift of God that has been in them from generations past when family members were praying for them. Churches have been praying for them. Friends have been praying for them. I pray that this is the year that you do it and they stand on your word. I fan the flame of all that you've already declared. And I thank you, Lord God, that they will see that you're working with them. You're working for them and you want to work through them. In Jesus' name, can you give Jesus a praise today? He works for you. He works with you. He works in you. But I got to be honest. The most important place where he will work is in you. He's going to work in you. 
And this is where, as a pastor, declaring that God's going to do it in 2021, I also have to tell you that God is going to do work in you. This is not always the, the cute part. This is the part where God says, now, as I work for them and I work with them and the ultimate goal is to work through them, I've got to work in them. If I work in them, then I can work smoother for them and I can, they'll realize I'm working with them. And then when it comes time for me to work through them, I've already worked in them. And so write that down. He said, God wants to work in you. He wants to work in you, like the, who he really designed for you to be, that's where he wants to work. God wants to work in you. Watch, check, check, check these verses out. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 through 20. We've been reading Ephesians chapter 20, but it's always good to get the context of what the writer of Scripture is saying. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 13 through 14, it says this, for this reason, this is Paul again talking to the people of Ephesus. He says, for this reason, I, buy my, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. There goes that, I know you by name again. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, Paul pause for a second. Paul says, now listen, my prayer as I'm laboring before the Lord is that we will grasp all that God has given you based on how he's already named you in heaven and he's dropped it on earth. And Paul says, I'm praying that God would grant you according to his riches and to be strengthened according to his might through the spirit in your inner man. Paul says, I'm not praying that everything takes place outside of you. He says, I'm praying that it gets on the inside of you. I'm praying that God works on the inside of you, because if God works on the inside of you, then you'll get an understanding of all of what he's already designed. You'll get an understanding of his riches. You'll get an understanding of his strength. You'll get an understanding of his might. But it has to happen on the inside of you. So God will work for you. He'll work with you. He obviously wants to work through you, but he has to work most in you. Paul says that all of your strength, all of your might, the riches of his glory start on the inside. So do we want to live abundant on the outside? Yes, I want to be blessed. Yes, I want to be generous. God says, but let me start it on the inside of you first. Yes, I want to pray for people. Yes, I want to see lives change, but let that change happen in me first, Paul says. Let the change begin here first. Can somebody say amen? Preach, Pastor D. Preach, Pastor D. Paul says, let this begin on the inside of you. Let's go to verse 17. Let it begin on the inside of you, verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts. Everybody say in. In your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. 
Now here's our verse for the year, y'all. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think according to the power that works in us. When you get the context, Paul says, the riches of his glory strengthen in your inner man. Let him do it so that you may dwell in Christ, that you may be rooted and grounded in love so that you may fulfill and receive the fullness of who God is. Paul says, let God work in you. He says, when you let God work in you, you will be full. How many times have you and I lived empty? Can I argue this morning that maybe, just maybe, we aren't really allowing God to work in us. So when we say God does it, we mean that God is also going to do it in us. Let him work in you. Paul says, now listen, if you get him working on the inside, if you get rooted and grounded in the love and the fullness of God, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you ask, hope, or think, watch now, according to the power that works in you. He says that Jesus may be sealed in your heart. See, Paul says now when you get an understanding that God is working on the inside of you and you let Jesus be the Jesus on the inside of you and you realize and you receive the fullness of God on the inside of you, go ahead and ask and he'll do exceedingly abundantly above. Why? Because you're letting the power of Jesus move and function on the inside of you so that when you pray and when you ask, you're saying, Jesus, I'm letting you work. Can somebody say, let him work? Come on, somebody, let him Work. I'm so excited about what God is going to do in City Place as we celebrate these five years. I feel like the breath of God is going to breathe on our church. And I don't want us to spectate, y'all. Something happens when we all grasp it. I'm telling you, if you've been looking for a church family, welcome. Let's keep going. I want you to write this down. If God works in me, he desires to work on me. If God works in me, he desires to work on me. As I was preparing, I could think about the process of God working in me. And I, I, I did a personal study uh, just for my own on Joseph. And I realized that Joseph had a lot of detours. The Bible says that he got a coat of favor. His brothers got mad at him, threw him in a pit. He was pulled from the pit, worked in a Potiphar's house, got promoted. Potiphar's wife made a claim. Potiphar threw him in a prison. Joseph became known, became a leader in the prison, interpreted a couple of dreams, told the two guys, remember me when you get back to your spot. They forgot for two years. Joseph is just waiting. After two years, the king, the, the Pharaoh has a dream. Joseph interprets the dream. And after years and years of his own dream, he realizes he's a ruler of this nation. But when you read the story, it's not glamorous because 
God was working in Joseph. He was pulling things out like pride. He was pulling things out like selfishness and he was putting in leadership and care for others. And he just, in every season of life, he was pulling it in, but Joseph never knew about the working in. He saw God working for and work with and knew God would work through, but man, that working in can be painful. I talked to someone who is uh, one of the, 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 the ladies in our church, a lieutenant colonel. Her name is Kiana, and uh, she's amazing history. One of the first females to fly a specific plane in the Air Force. And I was asking her about a soldier. And all I could think about is a soldier that enlists in an army. And what basic training looks like, they, 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 they have this desire to, to serve their country, to wear the uniform, to defend and to protect. But there's this process that they go through from the time that they enlist and the time that they become an officer. And I asked her to describe it to me. I want you to, I want you to listen to this based on someone that enlists in the military and they become an officer and what happens in them. Watch now what happens in them. Listen to this really fast. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it. It says, at the early age of 18, enlisted, and 21, an officer, you are in charge of multi-million and multi-billion dollar systems, equipment, and devices. Even at the early age, these young servicemen and women are deploying, deploying into war zones, flying combat missions, and leading people into combat twice their age and making critical decisions that will affect the lives of others. Basic training and officer training are the essential tools to prepare these men and women to defend our country. Now with that said, basic and officer training schools are the platforms to bring a wide range of varying personnel collectively into one place to learn the essentials of leadership, teamwork, discipline, commitment, and specific service vision, mission, and goals. These schools teach on physical and mental toughness, and each person has to meet challenging requirements. You can use the term breaking, which is a way of saying ceasing of what we want to do for what we are required and asked to do. It's to understand integrity first, service before self, and excellence in all we do, which are Air Force values. Some people require more of a reality check than others, but some techniques or methods used by drill sergeants or, and instructors are utilized to foster these disciplines. And they use things like team building and serving in leadership capacities and physical fitness tests. In addition, methods that those, for those that need more of a push, there's behavioral things like face-to-face -face interaction and yelling intense exercise. When one person of the team makes a mistake or a bad decision, not just the person making mistakes, but we all pay the price. These methods are used and designed to remove the I in a person to bring about the behavior in a person 
of we. Lastly, not everyone makes it through the training. Many a times, people can't meet physical requirements or they can't stand the mental challenges. Or some just say, it's not for them. This is from a soldier, someone in the military, who talked about the process that an enlisted officer or an enlisted person and an officer walks through when the military is working in them and on them. She, she let us know that the process is all designed to break the eye in them and bring out the we in them because there is a specific vision, mission, and goal that impacts others. She stated that if they decide that they want to live in the I, that it will eventually impact the we. She said that if they function in the I, that it impacts the we. See, if you and I don't allow God to work in us, and on us, we will become selfish people. Therefore, the word of God won't be able to flow through us. If the word of God flows through us, then it impacts somebody else. But if I, Damon, become stubborn and it's all about the I, what I want, then the people that God has placed around me to impact won't be impacted because I'm living in the eye. People won't be saved if that enlisted officer chooses themselves over the freedom of someone else. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that we have men and women in the United States that stand in the gap and say it's not about I, but it's about we. Aren't you glad that we get to worship God today? I'm grateful for the men and women during the civil rights era and those that are standing up and continue to say, one nation under God, walking, black, white, Hispanic, every nationality of the world, that we can walk in unity, that we can all lift up the name of Jesus. Why? Because we move from I to we. See, when God works in you, He's working in you so that he can work on you. So then watch now, it eventually he works through you. I love that the, the, the military, uh, as, as she was saying, she said that they, that they use the tactic of breaking, not to crush you, but to have us cease from the I to the we. Can I tell you that in the tough moments of life, the stretching, the moments of pain, the moments where you feel like, God, I can't take no more. Instead of just living in the eye, go, God, I give you permission to work in me and work on me. Let me read this verse to you. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you... Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, 
which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Anybody watch Transformers when they were kids? Transformers, more than meets the eye. I'm just kidding. It says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let me read it one more time. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I wrote this down. If you don't allow God to change you, you won't allow him to change your situation. If you don't allow God to change you, you won't allow God to change your situation. Why? Because you will reach your hand in and feel like you can do it better. You won't trust his timing like we talked about last week. Because you are still in the position where it's about you. The author of Romans says, if you will give who you are, remember we said in one of the weeks, we said give your ownership. If you will give who you are, all of who you are to him as your reasonable act of service, like we talked about with, the, with just the military example right there. If you, if you would just say, God, this is me. Have, have, have all of me. I'm not going to allow what around me to change me, but I'm going to allow you to change me. He says, transform in me, in me, my mind. And then it says, and then you'll know all that he has, the good and the perfect will of God. So let's go back. God will work for you. God will work with you. God will work through you, but his main priority is to work in you. Here's the reason why. It's because God will work for you. This is how I see it going. God will work for you. For example, Jesus died for you. Then God will work with you. Listen, I'm working with you. I am changing you from the inside out. I'm changing you from the inside out. And, and he's working in you. And as he's working in you, and he's growing you, he's going to work through you. I'm asking you. In 2021, we have declared that this is the year that God does it. I'm asking you to let God work in you. Can you do that? Let God work in you. Here's what the Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 6, and we're done. It says, being confident of this very thing, that he that began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. He that began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. I wrote this down, and I want you to write this down. I will always be a good work in progress. I will always be 
a good work in progress. You will always be a good work in progress. So can you let him work on you? Because he that began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it until Jesus Christ comes. So you and I can just go, God is going to be constantly working in me because he's going to do it. Are you with me? Let him work in you. One final thought, and I wrote this down. When God works in me, I become available. When God works in me, I become available. There was a song as a kid. It just says, Lord, I'm available to you. My will I give to you. I'll do what you say you do. Use me, Lord. That was an old school song that we used to sing as a kid. Use me, Lord. If I allow him to work in me, I become available for him to use. For him to use. Let's get ready to pray right where you are. You're hanging out with us today. There's nothing like Jesus working in you. Jesus will work for you. He'll work with you. He'll work in you. And he'll work through you. But the most important thing that I want us to focus on today is that he's working in you. And the way that he begins to work in you is that we come into a relationship with Jesus. One of my favorite verses that gives us access to Jesus is just says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died and rose again, he comes and lives on the inside of your heart. Today, I would love to be able to pray with you. I would love to be able to pray with you. I would love to be able to welcome you into the family of God. So right where you are, people have already been praying for you all week and they're praying right now. Would you just say this prayer after me? Say, dear Jesus, I thank you for working for me. I thank you for giving your life for me and dying on the cross. And I acknowledge that you rose from the dead. And today I accept you freely as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus name. Amen. Come on, City Place. Can you make some noise? Can you make some noise for the decision that people made today? I want to say congratulations on the decision that you made. I want to give you two next steps for the decision that you made. The first thing is let us know the decision that you made. There's a virtual connect card. So I want you to fill out that virtual connect card. Let us know that you accepted Jesus Christ today. Or maybe you have a prayer request. Maybe you have a praise report. Fill that card out as well and let us know. The second thing is, is that our city groups are, they started last week. I mentioned that earlier. And we want to do life with you. We want to celebrate those moments. We want to walk through life with you in those moments where you feel like, God, I need someone to join with me. This is what City Place is here for. Our vision is that we build dreams, ignite faith, establish leaders, and win the loss for the kingdom of God. And we would love, we would love, love to come alongside of you as you continue to grow in your relationship with God. But just know that you are a part of the City Place family and God is working in you. Come on, City Place, can we make some noise? Come on, make some noise again. 
for what Jesus said and what Jesus is going to do. Now, on your city place notes, I want you to know that there's a think about it question. There's a think about it question. I want you to spend some time when service ends. Don't just jump into your next thing, but spend some time. Look at that. Think about it question. It says this. Actually, let me just go ahead and read. It says, uh, what do I want more? Do I want God to work out my desire or God to work in me and on me? So think about that. Have a moment. Talk to God so that as he's as he's working in you this year, we say, God, I'm available. Right now, we're going to worship the Lord with our giving. I am excited about 2021 and our ability to give. You know, as a pastor, I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming because all of all of me continues to think about he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above we could ask, hope or think. And so I'm dreaming about the level of generosity that we're going to experience as a church. Remember, I said earlier that my responsibility is to present a moment to worship God with our giving. And the Holy Spirit will encourage you what to do. I want to encourage some of you. Uh, this is the year for some of you to step out and trust the Lord in tithing. Tithing is giving of the first part of all that brings into your life. And trust me, it's, it's, it's a step of faith if you do it for the first time. Or maybe you, maybe you said, no, uh, it's been a while to trust God. I want to encourage you that this is an act of worship. And what we do is we partner together to make an impact in the kingdom of God. And I'm believing that God will open up doors for us as a church to be more generous than we've ever been. But I'm also believing that God will do some supernatural things that will allow City Place to be a pillar in our community, a pillar in our community. And so let's believe the Lord that this year God will open up a door to where we could have a permanent church home. Come on, somebody, where we can give more to missions than we've ever given and we can impact people like never before. Well, hey, I'm going to pray over our offering. So let me pray. Father, we love you today. We thank you that we get to worship you through our giving. I'm grateful, Holy Spirit, that we get to celebrate the lives that said yes to you. I'm grateful for what you've done over these last five years and the celebration that we have coming up next Sunday as we celebrate five years as a church. Father, it's nothing but your glory and your goodness and your grace. Breathe on City Place Church, and we declare that you can work in us because you're going to do it in 2021. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great, great week, City Place Church. Love you with all of my heart. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's episode, and we have one final challenge for you. Take something that you've learned today or something that stuck out to you and share it with a friend or a loved one. Spread a little of what I like to call that wisdom wealth with someone else. Wherever you are, I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day.